Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins at the age of 14, 75% by the age of 24. You got something going on. You need to reach out to somebody, maybe a neutral third party, markwelltherapy.com. Dr. David Markwell and his therapists uh, do an amazing job there at Ridgeline Counseling. Markwelltherapy.com. They can do it virtually. You can stop by one of their three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta near the square, or McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. Again, markwelltherapy.com. True story. Uh, one of our most popular guests uh, is Matt Dugmany Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm. Uh, that's no joke. You guys love him. I love him. If you have any questions for him when he pops in on the show, you go to podcastthebs.com. There's a whole section set up. You can ask us on social media, or you can leave a message on our hotline, 404-369-3825, possibly get a one-on-one. -on -one. Specializing in criminal law, located in Atlanta, but practices nationwide, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. Hey there, welcome to uh, the BS episode 160. My name is Nate and I'm here with the Clueless 2 plus Josh and this Brandon right here. Yeah, hello, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> uh, Def August. What's up? And Josh. What's going on, everybody? What's up, guys? How you doing? Another Wednesday? Pretty good. How about you? I'm uh, I'm a little thrown off with August of shades, though. I'm, I don't... Yeah, I got pink eye over the weekend, and my eye is real sensitive to light, so. <laughs> oh, shit. The computer screen is pretty bright. Your girlfriend been farting in your face? Uh, either me or my dog. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you or the dog? <laughs> You know, my dog, I'm farting, she's farting, the dog's farting, I'm rubbing my eyes. Uh, it's just uh, not a good combination. A recipe for a disaster. <laughs> Do you know that, like, I, if my left eye is in pain, my, my right eye will pick up light and it makes the left eye hurt. Oh, it's like compensating <laughs> for it? Uh, I guess. But it, that's why I got the shades on, so. All right, it's good to know. I'm going to Ray Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Except for lighter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Like skin. Well, Brandon, you were you been up in Kentucky or something? Yeah, I just got back. It was my uh my cousin's graduation. Um and for uh, 372 people, it took very long to get through it. I'm pretty sure my graduation of 900 people went quicker than their graduation of 372 people. Well, it is Kentucky. Yeah. They, <laughs> the, the the funniest thing was like it was at this place called Freedom Hall. It's like this uh event center. And they had they had like fifteen hundred chairs set up for some reason, and only the kids only took up like a third of the chairs, you know, three hundred seventy of them. So they just got all you got more empty chairs than you do kids. But apparently they had you know other schools graduating there that had more people. But uh, they, yeah, they they uh, every kid that walks up, 
they announce every accomplishment they had during school. <laughs> like what? Uh, they'd be like, uh, come load, uh, recipient. And they'd have like, come load. They, come load. Uh, that's what I heard. I don't know. Come load. Yeah. Yeah. Cum laude. Maybe I thought it was come load. I was like, yeah. These kids are definitely getting ready for college. Yeah. They got all come load. I don't think job. any of those people have ever got laid. <laughs> they're all, they're always studying. Yeah. I, I'd imagine it went like a, an auction. Yeah, no, that's what I said. I was like, dude, we need a damn auctioneer to get through this fucking graduation because this shit is taking forever. <laughs> the people up there, I mean, they'd get through 30 names and they seem like they're about to die or have a stroke. Like, like, get this man some fucking water or vodka or something. Well, it, everybody has two names, so it takes a lot longer. Bobby Sue, Billy Jean, Katie Ann. John Douglas. Yeah, John Douglas. It was, <laughs> was kind of rough. Yeah. But uh, they, I, I just got home recording this on a a Tuesday, a little break in the fourth wall. And the oddest thing happened at the airport. I was walking through and I had my, my phone pulled up, had the QR code on there, you know, to scan in, mm-hmm. um, be like, I got my ticket. Well, when I was in line, cause I fly standby, I got upgraded to an actual seat instead of just flying standby. And it showed me my seat, but it didn't show me the QR code. So I get up to the guy at TSA where I give my ID and you're supposed to give me your ticket. And I told him, I was like, hey, I'm on standby, but they just switched me over to a seat, and now the barcode's not showing up. He's like, dude, I don't really even care about that. I just need to see your ID. I'm like, what? I was like, don't don't you need a ticket to get through security? He's like, nah, man, you just gotta you just gotta go up to the the agent at the at the uh boarding place and you'll get your ticket there. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I are are people allowed to go through security now if they don't have a ticket? As long as they go through TSA, is that a new thing? Dude, you know what? The same thing happened to me. Well, I wasn't flying standby, but it was something like my ticket didn't show up or it wasn't like downloading or something. And he's like, yeah, just he had me like go through security. I still had to go through the machine and everything, but he had me go through security. He's like, yeah, just go up to the counter and get it. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, don't you need a ticket to get through the, like the security checkpoint? I thought that was the point. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that's how we prevented how we prevent the second nine eleven. But uh, I guess they just let anybody through now, as long as you got your ID and it looks like you, and you don't have any bombs or knives or guns in your bag. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you just I mean, have. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't really know why that changed at all. Like, I know was, was it like after nine eleven or whatever. You used to be able to go up to like the gate, but what is like having somebody that doesn't have a, a ticket doing? I guess you can't take a, a bomb all the way up to the the jetway yeah I, I don't know i guess maybe it's like cluster they don't want a lot of people clustered there but i feel like you know if you can go through security and you get you know scanned through and your idea is who you say you are and i mean if you don't like if you're just waiting for someone to fly off and you don't have any bags i feel like you should be able to go through security and wait for them at the gate you know with them yeah because you've already been off. through security so they've already checked your shit and your bags and everything yeah which this the first time this is the first time i flew through atlanta they didn't check my ticket either they just kind of looked at it made sure it matched my name but they didn't scan it or anything so i could have just printed a fake ticket off at home or something and walked through what fucking hillbilly airline are you flying where they're just like yeah whatever you got two legs all right you get on (laughs) i mean it's tsa tsa atlanta hartsfield and uh louisville sdf airport so i don't know maybe this is a new thing maybe they're relaxed and letting people go through now i don't know yeah, that's how Airways. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I don't know why um why it's different now. Or at least for like in those types of situations. That's strange. I mean, it's kind of nice though, you know. Maybe you know, if you got a family member that's waiting to see you fly off, you know, maybe they can go out there now. So question, do you think it would be easier to um 
get on a plane or a train without a ticket. Because, like, according to y'all, I mean, you can just make it all the way to the gate. Yeah. Uh, well, well I, you make it to the gate, but you can't get on. Yeah. You still got to have a you still have a ticket to get on the plane, but get through TSA. Did they apparently. check you for anything at the gate? No. Uh-uh. No. Oh, they check for your ticket. Yeah, yeah. you got you got you got to scan your ticket in order to get on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But in order to get through security, for I mean, at least these past two times I went, you don't even need your ticket to get through security. Yeah, I feel like a train would be easier because fucking hobos ride the train, so they can get yeah. on there pretty easily. But then also I've yeah, seen, <laughs> <top of> the <laughs> plane. Yeah. But I've also seen stories where people have like snuck on to like the runway and gotten up in the wheel well and flown places yeah. for free. Jesus, which I guess they say, is super they say dangerous. A lot of people. They say a lot of people don't make it, and I was. They say it gets real cold, and I was watching. You had the you had the flight tracker, you know, you can watch it on your screen. Yeah, and we got we got it like thirty thousand feet, and it was a uh, negative four degrees outside, and no oxygen, Polly. Yeah, no oxygen either. No yeah, man. that's true. Well, I, I know people have sir like, have lived, but I'm not surprised that people die either. But yeah, what a fucking ride! I think I think it was like one of them was a kid or something. Maybe he was like homeless and he was trying to go go somewhere else and. Got up in that wheel well and rode the whole way. Fuck, that's free. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very small percentage of people to survive that because you got you can get crushed by the wheels, you freeze to death, or you fall out when they open the the wheels up. They <laughs> oh open like God. they open it like two miles before they get <laughs> yeah. to the runway. Yeah, you're taking hey, a nap man. and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> start, start dropping. <laughs> what if you like made it all the way down to the um the runway to land and you're just like getting choked to death with the uh the burning tire yeah. <laughs> and you're just like choking to death because you're breathing in burnt rubber to tire smoke but even when you do get out like let's say you get out on the runway or whatever you're still in like this very restricted area how the hell do you get out of there <laughs> oh shoot yeah i guess you would just crawl into the uh, luggage cart yeah, find like, a find an empty bag on the way down and just hop in it, and then knock a few people out and just walk through security. You know, yeah, easy peasy. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. We'll do it next Tuesday. <laughs> you know when you fly into Cancun and there's that strip of like hotels. It's like the hotel zone. Um, yeah, like and it's just like that really pretty uh, like emerald water. So there was a news story. This was like maybe a month ago. I was just reading it, and you know, like for some reason the the I don't know if it's worldwide news or at least just the U.S. news loves to try to make Mexico look bad. And they there was a news story and it was like eight bodies found murdered in Cancun hotel zone. And it has like a picture of that like hotel zone. Yeah, and, I heard about that. And uh, but if you open up the same fucking article with that headline you and you read it, they were found like miles in like near a hotel, but like in the locals area, like it was not anywhere near the hotel zone. But it's just like I just can't believe that. I mean, I know that they all the media likes to spin the stories about Mexico, but it was literally the same story where in the headline it said hotel zone and and pictures of all the hotels. But then you know they got fucking. It was like two rival cartels had picked off some people, and so it wasn't like they were tourists or anything. But man, they 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 love to spin those stories. Do you think you think they just don't want people going down there, or you think they're just you know scared of? Because like, they haven't been down here or been down there. I think, <laughs> I mean, I'm just speculating conspiracy theory wise, but I, I think that they want to keep the tourist money in in the States. Like they'd rather have people go to Florida and spend the, their money there and, and keep it in the U.S. Um, just like Disney, you know, Disney, 
works very hard to keep you on property and keep your money yeah. on property. So like when you go to Orlando or family, they don't normally go into like downtown Orlando, like where I used to go when I lived there, like the, where the locals go, they want you to go to like Disney Springs and, you know, all the different Disney parks and the Disney hotels because they want that money there. So, so I feel like it's kind of something similar. Like they just want to keep that money there. Yeah. But I mean, uh, Cancun is like a worldwide destination from what I know. Um, cause I mean, when we're down there, you got Europeans, Canadians, you know, United Brazilian. States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Brazilian, South Americans. I mean, everyone goes there. Was there a, I mean, I'm sure there is a large population of us tourists down there, but I bet it's probably not any larger than, you know, all the other countries combined. Yeah. I think the largest ones are, uh, Canadians and Americans just cause it's so close. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a two hour flight for Florida or Georgia or whatever, you know. I I would see the Canadians because you know it's cold up there. You know they probably don't have nice beaches, but I you know expect a lot of Europeans to be down there because you know they it's always gloomy and dark and their beaches are probably shit over there. Yeah, oh, yeah. really. Warm. You've been to one. Remember going to the beach on the Baltic Sea? Oh yeah, it was like was negative. Five degrees out there, and there were surfboards like frozen in the sand. Yeah, and it's April. It's freezing in April. <laughs> Who wants to be at the beach? I mean, I, it, it looked like zombie land. I mean, it was it was a ghost town. Yeah, we were the only people there, man. There was no one there. Yeah, yeah. we were like Hansel and Gretel coming yeah. up in the forest. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of people coming from Europe, and I wonder why. Because I'm thinking, like, if you think of like the Italian coast or the Greek yeah. islands or whatever. They have beautiful be uh, Croatia. They have like beautiful beaches there. Um, it's gotta be like really expensive then. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. And it's just, they, they know Mexico's cheap and their money goes further. Um, but then you yeah, still have to fly, you know, 10 plus hours to get here. So yeah. $1,200 ticket to get over there at least. You yeah. Know? Maybe it's like the tropical. Cause they don't have any tropical over there. Yeah. In Europe. Yeah. It's not as yeah. Jungly kind of. So yeah, I can see why they come over. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. And the other thing I think is just that other countries kind of make fun of us or the States for not being very worldly. Like a lot of people live their entire lives and never go anywhere. Um, so maybe it's just to keep that, that mentality of like, Hey, we're the best country in the world. Never been anywhere else, but I'm just, you know, maybe it's just to keep people from opening their eyes to realize, Oh, there are a lot of other great places to live and they want to keep you, you know, kind of locked down, but that's just me talking crazy. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, Atlanta is the uh, number one trafficking hub for human trafficking. Yeah, it is. So it's like, I don't know, man, I guess Mexico does a better job of spreading its own propaganda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's weird because you always see those signs in, like, Hertzfield-Jackson of, like, you know, if you're if you're being trafficked or whatever, here's the number you can call or something. But oh, yeah. I, for how prevalent they make it sound, like, I don't know. I've never, like, picked up on anything there. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. that, that guy looks yeah, pretty was- sketchy. Why is he with a four-year-old? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's his daughter. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what, that, like, I was just walking to the airport, you know, earlier today, and they say, uh, watch out for trafficking. Keep your eyes open for signs of trafficking. As soon as I hear that, I'm, like, looking around. I'm like. Anyone around here being trafficked? <laughs> yeah. like, you look trafficked? I don't know. I don't want to go up to someone and be like, is this your daddy? And they'd be like, no, or yes. And then I get beat up by some sick yeah, you and, guy. You and in, in that case would look like a trafficker. But I'm yeah. talking to four-year-olds. Even they're being trafficked. Hey, come with me, little girl. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what do you, how, do you, how do you spot them? Well, I do know there is something that you do, like, if you're being trafficked, you're supposed to, I think, draw like a red X or a plus or something on your hand. 
Um, and I guess that's a sign. But if nobody knows what that means, then it doesn't really help anybody. You know? <laughs> if, somebody, if some little kid showed me that, I'd be like, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a project. Oh, cool, man. What, was it Ash Wednesday or something? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, shit. But, yeah, I'm getting ready to – oh, I'm starting to plan my 40th birthday is in July. Um, so, yeah, I'm planning – me and my buddies are going to Europe. And oh, so, okay. yeah, we just kind of got our cities locked down. We fly into Brussels, and uh, then we go to um, Split, Croatia, and then we go down to Dubrovnik, Croatia. There's, like, both places where they filmed, like, Game of Thrones and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, and then we go up to Budapest, then we go to Vienna, then Prague, and then Amsterdam. Ended all in Amsterdam. Oh yeah, be pretty good. That sounds like a lot of money exchange you got to do on the trip. <laughs> Actually, well, they use euros there, so like they all, all the countries. They all do? Yeah, yeah, like the oh, okay. European Union, they all kind of. And I don't know if like they have their own also, but they just accept euros, kind of like you know Mexico will accept dollars in certain areas. But um, wait, so how are you going to travel from country to country? Uh, between flying buses and trains. So, okay. like, so depending cool. on how far they are, like we have to, so we have to take a couple flights, but then we're doing like trains, trying to do overnight trains and hostels and shit. But I don't know. Like, what do you think I should do for my, so my actual birthday, I'm going to be in, in Croatia. So like, what do you think I should actually do for my birthday? I'm like, I don't want to go to like a strip club and fucking become a communist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sign up for communist. <laughs> Fight for the brotherhood. Yeah, I joined it. I joined forces against Ukraine. <laughs> Just for a day. Yeah. They're like, he knows how to fly. He can fly a drone. Get him. Yeah, basically. Here's an AK. Go have fun. But yeah, I don't want. I don't want to do just like a, a strip club thing. I want to do like something fun. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm looking at things to do in Croatia. Just see, because I wonder what they top of my head would do in Croatia. Yeah. I wonder what they do for their birthdays there. Maybe you should like find someone like turning 18 over there, like a a guy and be like, can I be in your birthday party too? And celebrate me. I don't know what (laughs) they've got to have some kind of weird ritual that they do. Yeah. I don't probably put you in a trafficking ring. Yeah. Pick out your birthday present. (laughs) Or they're just like, here, take this suitcase. And uh, when you get back to the U S this guy will give you 10 grand. (laughs) Yeah. Happy birthday, brother! Yeah, and I'm in. Prison. What organ do you like the least? Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Yeah, oh, but yeah, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out something to do. I know they do like there's good scuba dive in there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff to do. Like yeah. A lot of um, national parks and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't realize like it's really pretty. I'm by guessing it, it was a Game it of looks Thrones. Awesome. Are there castles in Croatia? Look, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh. there's like castles. Oh. There's like coliseums and stuff. Yeah. Um, fortresses and whatnot that's pretty cool you and your buddies should get like a like a lot of rope and you could get like a wig and be like rapunzel and like <laughs> throw the rope down and like reenact that yeah have them climb up to you oh that'd be funny you uh, get the uh you get a you can get a chastity belt and like one of those metal bras to put on <laughs> last time we um when we went to egypt with my same buddies we were we did the the overnight train and so like we it was like a sleeper train so it was bunk beds and when we were going to God, I can't. I think we we're going to Luxor. I was on the bottom bunk. My buddy Frank was on the top bunk, and we were on there for like twelve hours, you know, sleeping overnight. And they give you food and everything on it. But we had eaten dinner right before we got on, and we had Indian food. 
And that was a bad idea <laughs> to be on the bottom bunk because he was just ripping farts all night. <laughs> was, uh, you know, just those ones that just smell like rotten eggs. It's like, uh, oh, get, yeah. get me out of here. I had to get out of that little the little cartridge. Probably a little frog. tiny ass room too, all contained. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. So are these are these buddies that uh, these are the ones you went on um, the bachelor trip with uh, j- to Egypt. One of them was that a, wasn't it a bachelor trip? No, no, no. That was just uh, it was just a for fun trip. My bachelor party, I went to Denver. Um, and no, but did... I thought I thought one of your buddies had a bachelor trip that was. Oh yeah, Egypt yeah. Party. Actually, he's not going on this trip, but yeah, one of the guys was. Yeah, it was like his bachelor bar- bachelor yeah bachelor party. Oh um, hell yeah! Are yeah, these guys, you went to. Shit, right? God damn. <laughs> Ryan scared the shit out of me. He didn't walk in behind me. That <laughs> was a ghost again. But uh, are these buddies you went to high school with, or you just like met along your life? Yeah, I met I met him in Orlando just at the bars. They're just like bar buddies that began, and that was ten, fifteen years ago. And they're just like long term guy friends. I think I he was friends with her because they were both from Venezuela, and so then then I became friends with him, and we start going to the bars and shit, and and then now we go to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're banging my girlfriend? Let's be buddies, man. <laughs> it's like what's up? <laughs> oh shit, um, that's cool. That we, we never we never find every time we go to a bar, we never find good friends i don't know if i've ever been to a bar and found friends there you know that's pretty cool though that you found some guys there and y'all travel around yeah. the world oh dude when i first moved to orlando and I, from iowa and i didn't really know anyone i would just go out to the bars by myself and i would just hang out and just talk to people i mean initially i was looking to meet up with girls but um but then i just started meeting dudes too and i was just like hey man you want to go like ah, shit. did you just lose power or something yeah went dark there yeah my, oh god am i still hey, on that mexican power yeah you're still here somehow i don't oh, know shit. I guess. all right well let's tell some fucking ghost story boys how do you still have internet you ain't got no power i have no idea what's happening i just i just i thought i was having like a seizure or something everything was going black what happened oh it's a monsoon outside oh fuck oh was it really yeah I, yeah there's a big storm that just came in apparently that's so funny because like you'll lose like internet just like randomly during the day or like when we're recording, but now you lost all power. So you still yeah, have internet. Right? Yeah, my landlord must have upgraded it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Monsoon proof yeah. internet. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, before we get into the interview, uh, I think this is probably a good time to address uh, a couple things that are be happening with the podcast. Um, so when Jason got this new gig at the radio station. They were super cool knowing that um, he had the podcast and it was a big deal. Tons of supporters and, you know, obviously all the two percenters out there, sponsorships, you know, just everything. And, and, you know, know, is employing all of us basically. So they were cool enough to say like, you don't have to just cut it off last second. You can, um, you know, continue on with the podcast until June 1st. And then, you know, let's try to, you know, end the podcast or, or part ways. Well, obviously, yeah, which, go ahead. Yeah, like that was really cool. Like, I, I, I was surprised they did that for him out there. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Most yeah. radio stations, I feel like, wouldn't do that. No, they feel like they get a good connection out there with everyone that they're working with, and they really want him and you know Nikki and Nelson to be a long-standing show out there. So I guess they wanted you know to make him feel at home and all the uh, amenities and make him feel comfortable enough to get that transition going over. Also, you know, I, I guess they didn't want to lay it down on him. You know, like got to stop doing your podcast and you know you got to start this and you know your family's still home you got to move them out here so yeah it was nice that they, you know just kind of let them slowly transition into it yeah well and we, so f- 
full disclosure, like a lot of our sponsors, we, we have packages and we have kind of um, a contract. So like, oh, hey, we'll run your commercials for this many months or whatever. So he, they kind of said, hey, let's June 1st, let's let's end this. Like this is the kind of the deadline because that's when all the, the sponsorship contracts were ending. Um, so they thought that might be a good kind of transition point. So we're here now. And obviously, we're going to continue on with the network, and hopefully we'll have the guys come back whenever they're available and maybe add some different shows. Um, but part of the change is, since we will not have um, sponsorships anymore, we can't really do a free episode and then a commercial-free episode. So we are going to be switching to exclusively um, back to what we were originally, just the, the four nine nine a month. You get all the content, um, all the shows and everything. And but we are gonna do one free show, right, guys? So we're gonna we're gonna put one out once a week that anybody can listen to. And and if you enjoy it, we'd really appreciate if you would subscribe, support the network, support the podcast, so we can add more games and more shows and just put out some more content and keep you all entertained. So uh, yeah, what do you guys yeah, feel, we, feel about that? Yeah, well, you know, we'll have the Friday show, you know, we'll have one. It'll be good for, you know, people that aren't subscribed, but of course we're gonna be enticing you to hop on over here to be a subscriber to get all the shows and i mean you know it's it's 4.99 a month man that's like one red bull a day uh you could buy one red bull for five bucks or you could have all the shows for a month you know all of them. just sacrifice one red bull out of your 30 days and that could pay for your subscription for the entire month and you get all this content good listening you know tell a friend and you got a lot of laughs you got a lot of serious stuff got a lot of relatable content so uh i feel like there's a little bit for everybody on the uh on the network so it, it'll definitely be worth your 4.99 yeah totally and that's what i've always said it's like it's like a cup of coffee or a, a sandwich or something it's really i mean hopefully in the grand scheme of things it's it's not too much for you guys and we appreciate you know all the support we get so um if you could please stay subscribed and if you have friends you think would be interested if you can see if they'd like to subscribe or you know, if you if you decided to take a break for a little bit, we'd really love to have you back because um, we will be going exclusive uh, premium two percenters um, here starting next week. Um, and part of that is uh, part of the deal also is obviously we cannot be the Bailey show podcast. That doesn't really make sense when Bailey is not part of it. So um, he they were cool enough to say we can we wanted to like kind of keep some of the show normal. You know, I don't like I know a lot of people don't like change and and. You know, I'm one of those people, so wanted to pay a little homage to where we all started. So we will still be kind of the BS. We're going to be the BS Podcast Network because we're going to have, you know, the network of shows, kind of what Jason had always, always talked about. And uh, but we we had to change the name. We can't be the Bailey Show. So we'd have to we had to think of something else to uh, that is the BS. So, Brent, do you remember any of the other names that we came up with, Brandon? uh it was like the 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 boner show it was the bro show yeah it's the, the barely sane yeah the butt sex show <laughs> bro show's not a bad idea we decided not to go with the butt sex show yeah uh you know the uh the uh barely safe show yeah uh, i, I kind of liked the bro show at the beginning but then i was thinking if we had different shows like you know how we had Brandy's podcast or Nikki's podcast kind of doesn't make sense for to have these female podcasts on the bro show. Um, so we came up with uh, the barely successful podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> so because we're doing pretty good, just barely. <laughs> so, that kind, yeah, that kind of defines us. We're all yeah. we're all successful, but barely. Yeah. You so, know, 
we want to get a little further than we are, but so for right now, you know, barely successful. Exactly. So it'll be the the barely successful podcast network. So that's just going to be the kind of umbrella name of everything. But we'll still have a Mexico moment. We're going to have the Clueless Two podcast. We're coming up with some new games. We're going to kind of tweak the the Wednesday show. I don't know if we're going to call it the BS podcast show anymore. We're we're we'll come up with like a new show name, just like we have you know with all the different shows that we've had on the network. Um, so so that's basically it. how you guys feeling about it. I'm loving it. I mean, yeah. for Christ's sake, Nate doesn't even have power. He he, he turned off. <laughs> he turned off. Well, it looks like we maybe lost Brandon. Um, so, or maybe I I just lost him because my power is going out. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into that interview. But if you are a premium two percenter, stick around at the end of the the episode after after the interview, and we got some bonus content for you. Hold up! Wait a minute! Let's hear from our sponsors. Just about everything needs to be insured in your life, right? So find the best in the business. That'd be Sean Camp at Country Financial. House, boat, motorcycle, car, you name it, needs to be insured. How do you get a hold of Sean? Easy. Call him. He'll pick up 678-519-9028. Tell him Jason said, hello, 678-519-9028. Yeah, make sure you mention the BS because he takes care of the two percenters. Or you can email sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It is your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. You're the only person I'm going to say this to. Feel free to call my wife. 404-797-4600. That's if you're looking to buy or sell a house because she's a realtor. And that's why I'm here to tell you how great she is and how awesome she's going to be for you. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker, Rachel Guy. She's your guy, and she's my wife, and she's awesome. 404-797-4600. You can also get a hold of her. I am rachelguy at gmail.com. Rodents get cold, too. They might want to get warm in your attic or crawl space. Uh-uh, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. Inspectallservices.com. That's the website you need to go to and book an appointment. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your exclusion work. Did you know that uh, one big issue with house fires is that squirrels cause them by chewing constantly, chewing on the wires, plus all the disease the rodents bring in. Don't let that happen to your house. Inspectallservices.com. And back to you, Jason. Appreciate you being here. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. And uh, I, I feel like we're getting ready to talk to one of the biggest rock stars of all time that's been hibernating. Um, just because Nickelback and Chad, uh, it's been five years since you know we've heard from you guys. And now that we know it's not Kroger, it's Kruger, I feel so much better about this, Chad. Wow, the red carpet has been laid before me. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, biggest, biggest rock star of all time. I, I had to look behind me. I'm like, is there, some, is there, some, is there someone else on this call? There's got to be someone else on here's, this call. On the couch. Here's the interesting, interesting thing about you, Chad, is like everybody talks about you. Everybody talks about Nickelback, even if you're not making albums, but right. you stay out of the spotlight. It, it, it's like you've become this this you're beowulf you're like this myth you're the iliad <laughs> you're the sirens with the wax in the ears you're that well, guy you know uh you you just you, in the last five years what have you been doing just chilling out 
I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel very Beowulf last night. I got, uh, <laughs> my, my friends and I got cut off at a lounge and, um, pretty much ejected. Really? Yeah. Nobody pulls told- the I'm with Chad card? No, they told us after they'd served us, after they'd over-served us, they literally said, well, we served you guys too much alcohol, and so we have to put food on your bill. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I have no problem with this, but but you're like, this seems a little after the fact to me. Like, I feel like <laughs> halfway through serving us, maybe you should have said, but we can't serve you any more alcohol until we serve you food. Right. She goes, well, if the liquor inspector comes in... And that's when I started recording. <laughs> you got it all on camera. <laughs> maybe maybe what they were trying to do is they had some uh, chicken that was going bad. They figured that you and your buddies were too drunk to realize it. And they're like, yeah, let's just put it on their bill. It's got that what Nickelback money. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> you got it all. You, now are you going to release that on social media and let us all see it? Social media, I just I just gave it to you. That's the same thing, right? Because exactly. now interviews just go everywhere. So this girl literally says, we're going to get in trouble from the liquor inspector because we've served you too much alcohol and we didn't put any food on your bill. And so <laughs> then they just wanted to shove food on the bill right. and not bring us any food. And then the guy next to me, they did the same thing to him. They're like, we have to put, we've served you 17 drinks and now we're just going to put a steak on your bill. And he goes, I'm not paying for that and they're like no you can't leave until you pay for the steak and he goes you didn't give me a steak (laughs) that seems illegal yeah right like they're forcing forcing food on your bill exactly there you go so you're at a strip club if you're cactus club abbotsford uh canada there Uh, you go is it a strip there is it a strip club because they were giving you steaks no nope okay and i'm like i'm putting them on blast right now cactus club abbotsford and i've got them on tape saying they served us too much alcohol and forgot to give us food and now they're now they're cutting us off. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put you on blast. Did did, did you I've got 10 more interviews today? I'm like, they're going to get it all day. <laughs> no, 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 all no. day. Don't give it to anybody else. Just give it to us. Oh. Did, 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 uh, did, did, did you <laughs> did you uh, did you pick up like when you go out with your friends, do you pick up the tab or do you split it? Um, Honestly, really always pick it up. I try. I try to. Brad's behind me. Like my, <laughs> Brad's just like, dude, be real. You always pick it up. I try to. Yeah. But like, there's usually you know damn near an arm wrestler a fist fight because they're all like, dude, you always get the bill. Like, let me get a bill for once. I mean, if we're ordering like stupid wine mm-hmm. and and the bill goes through the roof, then I insist. I'm like, you didn't order that wine. Like, like that's not okay for you to pick up that bill. Um. So in those instances, I, I will insist that I, I uh, you know, I, I take the bill. But, um, you know, I, I do have friends that strategically watch and see if, like, if no wine has been ordered, they're like, I got this one. <laughs> do, or do you, have the, do you have the friend that conveniently gets up and times it out perfectly, gets up and goes to the bathroom knowing that the bill will already be there uh, before it's, he gets back? It's so bad that now when we walk into places, if somebody wants to get the, the bill, they, they leave the credit card as we're walking in. Uh. It's like everything goes on here. Don't let him, you know, and so and we all and that's nice because like, you know, nobody wants to feel like they're being taken advantage of. And I and I I don't. Um, I also I hang out with a like I don't hang out with like a lot of celebs or or, or billionaires. I hang out with a lot of nine to fivers mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, you guys, I sing songs for a living. So let's just keep things in perspective. Like, come on, like, you, you work way harder for your money than I do for mine. So like, come on. And, you know, I'll try and give them that speech a little bit. And then sometimes they're just like, they'll just give me the fuck off. <laughs> See, I don't think, Nikki, would you have a problem if we went out with Chad? I, I think I would just chalk it up as like Nickelback's an LLC and they just write it off at the end of the year. Oh, you know I'm not going to have a problem. Yeah. Anytime I don't have to pay a bill, I'm happy. Uh, unfortunately uh, for you guys, it's called payola. So that's oh, terrible. that's right. <laughs> By the way, Nelson, can you put another those days in rotation today, please? I can, yeah. yeah. Uh, Heavy? And, <laughs> and, and gifts are on the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> gonna get those new Nickelback sneakers. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, all right, what so, did they call it back in the day? They called it ind- independent radio promotion. I, <laughs> actually, you know what's funny about that, Chad, is I just made that joke to my program director. There's a, a band that he's playing, a song he's playing I'm not a fan of, and I was like, oh, those shoes must have come from the label. Uh, <laughs> right. Because back in the day, you're right. You know, the music director always had brand new white shoes on, and you know where he got them from. Right. Yeah. Now, wasn't it always like so? So, well, you have a so every radio station puts on like a, a festival or a show sure. every year, and the labels the labels are always like, "You need T-shirts for that, right?" So we're <laughs> gonna donate all the T-shirts for your show. Right. Nudge, nudge. Isn't that wasn't that the thing back <laughs> but in the day? We want the band not to play. We don't want them to curtain jerk the festival. We want them towards the end when the sun is right. setting and people aren't as hot. That's when we right. want them up on stage. Exactly. All right. Um. So let's get down to some business. I feel like I just got a whole lot of people in trouble. I feel like. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I feel like Congress is going to meet over this in a second and be like. Uh, Toyota Amphitheater, Saturday, July 8th, Get Rolling Tour. So that's our show here in Sacramento, um, which is very exciting to have Nickelback back out on the road. Get Rolling, 10th studio album, first release, five years. I already said that. Uh, Those days, new track, San Quentin before that, and the third track will be High Time. I do have a question about San Quentin. So I read that it's based off of just a casual run-in you had with a security guard from the prison. Uh, So my question is, I guess, is how do I get a Nickelback song made about me? I mean, how interesting of a person do you have to be? No, it was was the warden. It was the warden. Was he that interesting? I was shocked at how young the dude was. That's that's all. I mean, honestly, I was just kind of like um, he he introduced himself and uh, I'm looking at this guy and I'm just like, nah, this dude's there's just no way. And everyone behind him is like. I'm like, oh, you you you're literally like you're actually the warden for San Quentin. He's like, yes. And I'm like, wow. I, you know, because I'm picturing somebody. Right. Uh, Picturing the guy older. in Shellshank. Yes, I'm like I'm not going to use the word obtuse at any point in time in this, in this conversation. <laughs> <Round>. <laughs> like, um, yeah, and I'm just I'm just like, and then and then every moment from there on where he was talking, I wasn't listening, uh-huh. and I'm I'm just literally like, I was like uh, John C. Riley in uh, what's the what's the thing? It's Hops. Dewey Cox. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, and when his wife's sitting there, go, don't you dare write a song right now, Dewey. And he's just sitting there writing a song in his head. That was literally me. I'm just so like, where, where were you that you met this guy, and, and how was it that interesting? To, I mean, the guy, like, I, a lot of songs are made about women, right? I always found that interesting. Like, where are these women at now? You've got a song right. about a warden from a prison in California. Um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just sort of that. I was like, I was shocked. I'm like, 
So when you meet someone for the first time and you tell them your job title, you know, and you could say, I'm a plumber, I'm an electrician, you know, I hang drywall, whatever the hell it is. Uh, when someone says I'm the warden for San Quentin, it's like, it, it carries a bit of weight. <laughs> it's like cool. this. I'm like, damn, dude, that's like, well, at first immediately, because the, the guy was just so young for the job because you, you think quintessentially like that person is going to be like you know stereotypically it's just going to be like this old gruff be like mean mm. larger human and he wasn't any of those things and he was like he's like you know we're a lot about rehabilitation these days and i'm just like <laughs> i'm not even listening to you dude i just I'm like I, I i literally i picked up my phone and i'm like i just what right i wrote san quentin in my phone i'm like i'm writing a song like in my head right now and uh that's all it was were That's... you taking like a tour of the prison or something? Like, where'd you run into him at? No, I'm not going in there. There's an excellent chance you're not coming out of there. Were you serving some time? Is that where you've been the last five years? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you think that, I wonder how many people, if you ask them what the capital of California is, that they would actually know it's Sacramento. Not a lot. We're we're always it's always L.A. You know yeah. the Bay Area yeah. stuff like that. You know we're like you're actually the capital city of you are the capital of California. I uh, I've been wanting to ask this question for a very long time. There's a rumor that I've heard from people that have uh, written with you, hmm. um, and I want to know if this is true. I'm uh, gonna start narrowing this down quickly. I'm just gonna be like, yes, go on. <laughs> that, that you will purposely throw in just some nonsensical whacked out lyrics in your songs just to mess with people is there any truth to that no no you don't put any lines in there they're just like just kind of funny and don't really make sense but know that they'll catch on no okay so okay so spill the tea who was it i can't tell you i I, I can't see i I know like zach brown he because he gets so sick and tired of playing chicken fried he changes the lyrics a lot of artists they change the lyrics i mean i get it you know it's 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 like a stand-up comic that does the same set and you got to play the songs and you have the same emotion so you change it up but i heard that you purposely do that before the song's even released um no that's the no i i think that you i have to here we go i think that you have to contribute to the main theme of the song um so you're using your verses as your descriptive moments to to do that so your verses are going to be describing all the you know the tiny the, the small things and then your your chorus is going to be your over arching theme ah, this is weird um and then so I don't think that you should just say something. In fact, the only person I was in a room that ever wanted to do that, just do something sort of nonsensical and just put something whimsical into a song that had that wasn't contributing to the main theme of the song to, purposefully to make someone go nunk was Carly Rae Jepsen. And she's like, well, I just kind of like lines that don't make sense. I'm like... Yeah, there's enough people that aren't listening anyway. Like, I would just do the best you can to continue describing what's going on in the song to keep the lit. Like, so if you're making a movie or or you're you're telling a story and then you just throw somebody the, like the biggest curveball uh-huh. and, and, they, and they all go, huh? What does that mean? 
because you you barely have their attention in the first place. So why would you why would you throw one in there just to, to like just throw, I mean, I I don't know that I've ever pers- purpose pur- pur- now I can't even say it purposefully, purposefully done that. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever done that. There's a lot of Baileys in this and there's a lot of Baileys. a lot of Baileys in this conversation. I'm telling a you, right a lot of Baileys, a lot of Baileys um, in your Chewbacca cup. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to like making fun of your own stuff, um, when you record something and when you're sitting, you know, like if you're just if you're in a room and you're trying to come up with uh, an acoustic version right here. So if you're if you're sitting there going, okay, so what do we so. So we've gotten past the the part about uh, I'm through a standing line. So if you go, I'm, I'm through a standing line to clubs, I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm ne- and I'm never gonna win. This life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. So now you're gonna just start listing things, right? So I want a brand new house on an episode of Crib, and then you. So now all you're gonna do is just start listing right. things, every single thing that you think most people think uh-huh. a rock star has. Yeah, you know. So and and the stuff you come up with is so dumb. So offside, shit you could never say in a room. <laughs> it's like, no, everybody's laughing, but we're not putting that in the song. <laughs> like, no, like, like that, that literally can't happen. Every you know? time, every time I hear Rockstar, I always think like that's your song for when. That's man, I'm I'm just guessing here, totally guessing, but it was like your introduction to LA and a scene that you might have not been familiar with. Mm. That's the from the fans' perspective. Um, in all honesty, uh the song I start off with, I like your pants around your feet, mm-hmm. is that is literally what you just described. That's really? you know. And I like the powder on your nose. Uh-huh. And then at the end of it, you and you, I wind up saying and I hate the places that we go and I hate the people that you know and I hate the powder on your nose and you go to you're like, and I don't like any of this. I don't I, I really don't like any of this crap. Um But you make it you know, sound so, good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it sounds so great. It, it, <laughs> and, then, and then you start playing in front of twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand people and they're just reciting it back to you, which must make you feel good. That is um so we all know what it's like to be uh inebriated. We all know what it's like to be high on uh, weed. A lot of us know what it's like to be like if 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 you've tried acid, <laughs> mushrooms. I'm not a I'm not a cocaine guy. I'm really not. Like I I thankfully uh, otherwise it'd just be a mountain in front of me at all times. I'm like I need more of this. <laughs> um, I'm more of a I, I'm just I, like I'm kind of a drinker. But when you know what all those drugs feel like. Mm. All of them. You go, yep, I know, yep, I've I've been on a mushroom trip, and yes, I know what it's like to be drunk or whatever it is. And the feeling that each one of those drugs give you is nothing like standing on stage in front of thousands of people and have them sing back lyrics that you wrote in a in a studio and just sang into a microphone. It it that is a drug I and and I I know a lot of other singers have tried to describe that. It's hard. It's real. You feel it's um, you feel really uh, euphoric. Mm. There's definitely a state of euphoria. 
And then you also feel very powerful. And and then you feel this wonderful sense of camaraderie. Um, and and then you're like, oh, wow, I'm 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 in charge of the party. Right. right. I'm in charge of the way these people are feeling right now. And I can move them through uh, love, pain, joy, exuberance, party, mm-hmm. all of these things. And, 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 and when you realize that you're the master of ceremonies, um, you definitely feel this thing like this is a, this is a, this is a cool feeling. <laughs> is, is there a line in particular? You know, I, I've always put over bands that perform songs um the way the audience wants to hear them even though they're performing them every night usually the slower songs the ones that have certain meaning to people so on and so forth like you know three doors you know without you and stuff like that yeah. um Brad always does a great job of performing it like he recorded it and I think that's important for the fans for Nickelback and you chat is there any specific song or lyric that after all these years when you get up on stage and you hear the the crowd chant it back to you you're just like man I never thought it'd work like this um, God, I'm thinking. Probably, maybe on. like maybe something in photograph. Yeah, there's probably there's probably something in photograph that does that. Um, but there's different moments, and and they weigh differently at different times because when you've got the crowd down, and you're singing something to them, and they sing back something emotional it's just a different feeling than when you know you're ending the show and it's burned to the ground and it's we're going out tonight i could go to every light you know and so you've got that thing going on Mm. so there's you know it's just weighted differently um because when you're in party mode you want you know that thing going on and then when you're in and it could be it could be nostalgic mode um it, it well you guys now are under the category of nostalgic you know, you've been, yeah, around, you've been right. around for long enough so people like you guys actually you know before we started this conversation we were chit-chatting about the last time we spoke which was you know probably 2001 um when silver side up came out and right and and you guys were part of the last rock and roll radio revolution which is the bands like Three Doors and Shinedown and Disturbed and those bands with the new rock alternative. But you guys were a part of that, uh, a big part of that, a huge part of that. And Radio Rock Rock Radio. I think you just came up with a really cool band name, Radio Revolution. Radio Revolution. (laughs) Like that's a a cool band name, Radio Revolution. Rock Radio Revolution, yeah. (laughs) But in a time when everybody, like not everybody, obviously, I mean, you, you, you work for 98 Rock, like you still have jobs, obviously, you're gainfully employed. Um, but when music is so easily accessible by way of Spotify or any of these other places, um, you know, I think the irony of it's like radio revolution, I'm like that's badass, dude. I think that's a, well, if anybody's listening, I, I, like I'm no, not taking it. No, no, got, no, 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 I got no. A, you are taking it. A, that's your next San Quentin, sir. Okay. <laughs> radio revolution. <laughs> Well, we do have a song called Revolution, though, so I, I don't know. It's maybe it's a little close. I don't know, but I think that's a I think that's a great band. Name, I'm but, waiting, but, I'm waiting for the next album. <laughs> you can always right. call it, you can always call it Bailey's Bailey's Radio Revolution, and then just featuring the, Chad. Yeah, <laughs> featuring Chad. The jug, the jug. You know, it, as much as we think that Bailey's 
is just innocuous. It's just like it's no, it's just you know, it's just an enhancer. You know that Bailey's is made of whiskey. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm just drinking whiskey and coffee right now. Like <laughs> I can try to hide my alcoholism behind uh, you know something that <laughs> we don't deem to be. It's like oh hey, it's just a little coffee and Bailey's. No, it's coffee and whiskey. Let's just call it what it is. There's no way he's drinking alcohol in a Chewbacca mug. He wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. That's sacrilegious. Chewbacca didn't drink. You never saw him. Even, <laughs> even at Cloud City, he wasn't having a drink at the table. You know. <laughs> uh, Lando, Lando would have subsidized this for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I read an interview. Um, well, you have said it publicly that you think this weird hate, shade, whatever you want to call it towards Nickelback over the years has faded out. I agree with it. But I, I don't understand where it came from. Like, I, where, how did Nickelback get that stigma? Like, you didn't do anything. Going back to the beginning of this conversation, you're just a dude chilling, playing music. And you've, like, never been controversial, never been polarizing. Where did the backlash, for some reason, against the band come from? You work at a radio station. Yeah. You cannot tell me that there aren't bands that you play, please don't say mine. I would understand if you, if you, but like there are bands that come on and you go and you turn the volume off immediately. You're like, I can't like you, you don't get to, you're not the program director, right? You don't get to pick what gets played on the radio station, right? But you still have to listen to it yeah. just like everybody else in the world. And when you're played on as many formats as we were played on, for probably like a solid 12 years, mm. it makes it tough to get away from the band. It really does. And I, I like, hey, I get it. I've like, there are bands that come on and I'm like, nope. I, I, for whatever reason, I'm just like, I don't like this. And that, that's the same as like, that's the same as putting something in your mouth. Like, like, I don't like this food. I don't care for this. I like, I, it doesn't, there's no endorphins. There's no serotonin going on right now when I eat this food or listen to this music, whatever it is, right? And you just you get away from it. You just like, no. But we made it a little tough for most people to get away from us for a while. You did. Oh, you, it's our you, fault. It's our fault. You, it's, you're contributing. Uh, like, I just write the songs. Uh, we play, and we play them too much. Is that what you're saying? I don't, I don't ask you to play them. My record company, my right. record company probably does. That's, but like, that's interesting. You know, I, I, I didn't expect that answer. I don't know what I expected, but that's you're right. And, you know, if you take other bands or artists that got a kickback like that for whatever reason it was because of the overdose um and the popularity you know and and and, my dad to this day like if he hears blowing like the air i'm going like the metal on the edge of a knife blowing like the air on the edge of a knife so come on hold tight he's like i hate this song (laughs) i'm like you hate meatloaf he goes no I just hate this song. I'm like, why? He goes, because um, they played it 10 times a day. Uh-huh. And he's like, and like, I can't stand like he to this day. He just like can't stand the song. It comes on. He's like, oh, please, please change that. Please don't like I, I can't. I can't hear that because he just he has this disdain for the song. And I think that's true for all of us. Like, I'm sure at some point to like. If somebody hears, you know, never made it as a wise man, they're like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, amen. <laughs> That's one of my faves. But, but you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to apologize for my success. No. I'm not going to apologize because because the reason you guys play it or played it 
or any song that you do a lot is because most of the population wants to hear more of it. Yeah. Right. And that's the only reason why you have playlists. Otherwise, you just play whatever the hell you want. You know, you just sort of blah, 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 blah. Do, do you we think, have one of those two. Do you think also the contributing factor is, I've always found this interesting with the fan base of bands, is that there are bands that have a formula. They stick to the formula because it works. Nickelback right. would be one of them. Three Doors would be one of them, since we're talking about those guys, too. So do, do you think Burn It to the Ground sounds like uh, Rockstar? I'm not. No, you're missing. I'm not saying every song. Oh, I'm just okay. Saying, I'm just saying in general. Um and then there are bands, usually a sophomore album, after right. success from a freshman album because they get the, the leniency from the label to do so. They go off and do their own thing. Whether it works or not, it's not the point. But the backlash will come, oh, that doesn't sound like. That doesn't sound like. But then there's the other side of that where it's like, it always sounds the same. Have you ever heard an ACDC song you did not know was ACDC? It's always- there's, an interview, there's an interview that... Um, uh... Angus Young was doing, and I think it was with a, a British interviewer. And he, uh, the the interviewer says something along the lines of, "What would you What would you say to people who think that this album sounds exactly like your last album?" And he said, "Our last album, we've been making the same album for thirty years, <laughs> exactly." <laughs> but I don't I, like. I think that ACDC, I love ACDC, first off. Uh, Back in Black, well, it's one of the most successful uh, rock records of all time. Yeah. Um, uh, One of my favorite producers that we were lucky enough to work with produced it, Mutt Lang. Um, We worked with him on a a record we had called The Dark Horse. I mean, it's just like, start Back in Black. And and do you think anyone goes, I'm tired of this? They were tired of it in the 80s. Yeah. They're not tired of it now. No, no. Because when it starts, everyone goes, yep. Yep. And all of a sudden you're like, where's Iron Man? (laughs) Because at some point in time, you just know, you know, like, it's so synonymous with that. The thing is, you can't get away from, what's the best way to put this? I don't even know. It's... The f- Again, the formula I, I think that I just, works. The, 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 it's not about that. It's just a, it's about like so. You're telling me verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and either breakdown or guitar solo. Last chorus out. Well, Do you know how long you guys have been playing that same formula? And every single song you've ever played that's ever been written since the dawn of recorded music. Uh-huh. And I and I'm formulaic. Like <laughs> no. No. Well, again, it's not. It's no. when I say formula, I'm talking about the blueprint of the music. What? So what blueprint? So anybody can just. So if I say verse, chorus, verse, chorus, breakdown, or guitar solo, last chorus, go. That's a hit. For, that's a hit formula. So anybody can just write a hit song. No, 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 no. I don't think it works like that. Let me give you. Let me give you another example. So Lincoln Park's last album. Uh, I'll, uh-huh. I'll never forget reading. Um, comments that I think Chester made or he did an interview and he he was upset because of the backlash that they got from their last album because it didn't quote unquote sound like Linkin Park you know whether that contributed to the horrible loss of 
Chester or not, I don't know. But my point is, is that I don't think anyone kills themselves over the lack of success on a record. I mean, that would be that's. But I'll never forget, Chad. I'll never forget that interview. Like how it, it like I just I mean, still to this day, I remember it. I bring it up every so often is that. Okay, okay but hold on. Can we can we remove the fact that uh, let's let's try to be robots for a second sure. okay let's take away the fact that he died so tragically and he was uh such an amazing singer great front man um let's try to remove all those things yeah do you think his last record was a good record i do yeah i'm a fan though okay Chad, piggybacking off of something that Bailey had said, well, you know, you can't see Nelson. He's in a black box. <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been. This this, this, is this just turned into a like this is no longer a radio interview. You know this this. I feel like we're in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that, by the way. Nothing no, no, absolutely, and that's way better than that's way better than you're you're on a uh, a deserted island. And you know what's funny? Most people just say desert island. Like, why am I on a desert island? Can I just be a deserted island? <laughs> or, or you're you're in a deserted Westmore. island. What what's your five what's the five uh uh albums you're taking with you? Like that crap, that same crap that everyone asks. I mean, this is way cooler than any of that. So we, we appreciate Nelson, that. continue. We appreciate yeah. that. Nelson. If I could first off just say that I've been a nickelback fan since the day I heard Leader of Men come across the the radio speakers, dude. Thank you. Throughout thick and thin through all of it. I was a fan of Nickelback before it was cool, when it was cool, when it wasn't cool, and now that it's cool again, I've been here since the beginning. But I've always Wait, Wait, we had a cool stage? Oh, you've always been cool, dude. <laughs> you've always been cool to me. But I've always cool maintained for people that would give grief about, oh, you like Nickelback? I go, you guys aren't sure. paying attention. And you mentioned formula. I don't think you have a formula, but I believe there are two Nickelbacks. Okay? Mm. Because every one of your albums, you guys tend to have like a, a, a like a photograph, a popier, a popular song, you know, that's going to get huge airplay. But then the my favorite part of Nickelback is what I call your stripper music. <laughs> and I think you know exactly what songs I'm talking about. And I, as soon as I hear a new album, I go, yep, that'll be on in a club. Cinnamon will be getting up to the main stage. Cinnamon. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> put your hands together. Cinnamon. I've heard Nickelback um, in a strip club before. Oh, very yeah. odd. Something in your mouth, you knew that was going to be on the main stage. I thought, but, but you, again... Like you think that there's like this these scientists like we all have our lab coats on and we're going. <laughs> what are we gonna do next? Bring what do you guys want to do? Bring in the stripper. And that's, <laughs> that's truly not the case. The case is at eleven o'clock at night when I'm coming up with something. Do you think it's gonna sound like far away? No, it's gonna have a different vibe to it. And like, and yeah, it like. Uh, you know, some I like I like that. You know, you know it's going to be like, like I've never gone as far as porn star dancing, um, but again, <laughs> great song. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I I I do I do uh, show up in the second verse, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I, you know, I like those tunes. I think it's like a little sexy and a little naughty and like, the, yeah. and then the, all of a sudden the groove comes in and you got some sort of like, like riff that comes in. that's just tuned down to the basement and, and then that starts and all of a sudden it's like, so what are you going to talk about? So this starts and like, 
you're not going to have something a little you know provocative come out of your mouth uh-huh. like i'm not going to be talking about saving the world in a song like that <laughs> you know uh uh what's the what's that m&m tune is it called shake that ass for shake that ass for me shake that shake ass for me that shake ass that for me ass for me shake that ass for me yeah because that was on last somebody put that on last night and i was like oh my god <laughs> it's so good <laughs> like but but suddenly i'm the king of stripper anthems and it's like <laughs> you know bumping and grinding that pole <laughs> like i'm like what me times have changed chad times have changed. you're also yeah you're also in the anthem uh the the anthem uh, world too now you know if you go to a sporting event you hear nickelback Well, maybe a hockey game. I don't know. Like, yeah, I've, I've, you know, listen on TV. I mean, I, I, I've, I know because I've been and I've heard it. It's just I, I, I love the transition over the years of what anthem music has was once, once was, and now what right. is. Um, right, right. Totally different game. <laughs> um, yeah, like, but honestly, I think you know. And again, if you can remove yourself from the mindset of. There's, you know, members of Nickelback sitting here like 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 Mr. Burns from, you know, The Simpsons, just like, what are we going to play for them now, Smithers? You know, like it's that's not really the thing. Like we're just we're just making music. That's all like. But I think we just try harder than have you ever met a musician? Do you know how lazy do you know why most musicians become musicians? Because they don't want a real job. Because they don't want to get a real job. Right. And then they date hairdressers, mm. right? And, you know, because those are like they actually have a job, mm. and and then they support them until mm. they move on to their next hairdresser, right? And they're like, someday I'm gonna make it. I just don't really like. And so when you get in the studio with these people and you realize, like, wow, you're incredibly lazy, even when it comes to something you truly love, mm. and that is just a crying shame. And I've been in the studio with hundreds of them, and you're like. <laughs> They're like, bro, bro, that was a solid 10 minutes, dude. Like, let's let's just go do something else. I'm like, something else. So. So just because my work ethic, when it comes to, you know, creating something or making something special, I'm like, you know, the world's going to hear this, right? Yeah. So do you just want to half ass it or do you want to make it good? Or do you want to really put some time and effort into it and make it really good? Because the world is going to hear this. Why don't not? And, and I'm not. If you go to Nashville and you go up, up and down writer's row, mm-hmm. right? Those guys have a cup of coffee and they've got a, an acoustic guitar and they write it. They write it at 10 o'clock. They got a they got a session at uh, noon and then they got another one at two thirty. Right. Every single day, three songs a day, different groups of people writing songs professionally every single day. Tennessee all day. The craft of crafting a song. Mm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Brad, that was crafty. There's three. <laughs> um, um, the art of making something you ever cook something for someone and think to yourself i can't wait till they taste this because this is like i am (laughs) killing this i'm killing this right now like this tastes so good i cannot wait for my guests to taste this because i'm like i I put Mm -hmm. time love and energy into this and i cannot wait for them to taste it and all you want them because because if you were like if you just made it and you're like you know you're just like "Eh, whatever Mm -mm. 
Yeah. I don't care. That's a whole other conversation, you, by the way. So why'd, you, why'd you cook it in the first place? But when you make your special dish, and we've all got that dish, mm-hmm. right? And you make the one that you like, this is my, this is where I slay. This is my one where they, people, someone tastes it and goes, mmm. Oh, wow. Mm. What is that? That's so good. And you sit back and go, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you worked at it. Yeah. And you put the time and energy and love into it and you wanted them to enjoy it. Yeah. That's all you're doing. First off, when you taste it, you enjoy it. I don't make music I don't like. Yeah. Like, so this is, this is like, it, I, and I don't want this to sound conceited, but like, I'm the biggest Nickelback fan in the world. <laughs> You, as should you should be, be. yeah, as, yeah. As you should be, right? If if you ask me what my favorite band in the world is, I'm like, well, the one, the one I'm in, because I'm really proud of you know uh, the music we've created and and the fact that we've been around for 27 years and we still have a career like that that that's that means something to me. It's really important to me. Like, and I'm I'm proud of that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And second would be. Oh, again, time of day, or place. Yeah. You know. You're not going to go to the beach and listen to Metallica. No. Jack Johnson. You're not going to. Dave Matthews. You're not. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to go to a nightclub and hear. Nickelback. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make the point. I know. We got it. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's all, it's all, it's mood based. It really is mood based. Um, uh, what what is Chris from um, Coldplay said something in an interview, and I thought this was fantastic. He said, if I've made your vacation or your bathing experience better in any way that I feel good, you know, like if, you, if you're putting on something and like if you're jumping into the the tub. Right. And you want to, you know, and you want something just kind of on, just like a little something in the background. And, and like to be that aware of where your music gets played and when it gets played. Uh, I was like, oh, that's insightful. That's insanely insightful. I just thought that was wonderful. I always say with radio, you know, I've been doing this for almost 30 years, is that if there's one thing said in the four hours while I'm on the air that somebody talks about afterwards, I've done my job. That's always been my goal, every show I've ever done. Yeah, as as long as you're not doing it for the shock value. Like, And I say that, um, but my, my sense of humor... It's very much like some of the songs, you know, when I start a, when I start a song off with, I like your pants around your feet, or if the hook line is, you look so much cuter with something in your mouth. Now, in my defense <laughs> for that one, um, Mutt said to me, he goes, his idea for the song originally was, it won't suck itself. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> but... I thought that, you know, the the comedic element of that was just so off the chart that um, when I was with uh, um, the guys from uh, Steel Panther, uh, they uh, they said, let's write a song. And I and I immediately went because they're because that's their, you know, right. That's their shtick. Right. And I'm like, oh, and like right away, this pops into my head. And I'm like this unused line that I was never going to use because I just think it's too far. But for them, it's like it's on par. I'm like, how about it won't suck itself? They're like, perfect. And so we actually wrote a song called it. You can you can. And it's actually it's actually really good. It won't suck itself. But what we did was we tried to get 
you know, instead of so on the nose, we tried to make it sound like you've been either bitten by a snake or you've been bitten by a scorpion and somehow there's poison in you somewhere and you need someone else to help you get the poison out. And then you say, <laughs> right. it won't suck itself. <laughs> right. so. uh, well, I think uh, every other interview that you're supposed to have is really pissed off at us right <laughs> well i was so late for new jersey that they didn't even answer the phone so what am i so cincinnati is gonna be pissed now too and then tulsa and then kansas city and then austin well yeah you know they're sol so <laughs> they have their radio shows we have our podcast on frequency right we got like, i you know should we do this like you guys i think we could like seriously get together and do a podcast like I, look dude i'm just coming out of the podcast world actually i took a year off and i loved it so i could have conversations like this because like it's it's yeah but if you're just you know if somebody out there likes your point of view or the way you know you express yourself or there's a comedic element or an intelligence that you know that somehow they that that people want to hear that's a podcast that right is. there absolutely um but and I, I, I do feel like this was more of a podcast than an interview. And I just really, I want to be so genuine with you guys. Like, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I really did. That means a lot. Thank you. Oh, that's my me. formula. Yeah, that's my formula. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. You know, I got engaged to Steel Panther out in Vegas, by the way. <laughs> you, all, you got engaged to all four members at the same time? Yep. They were all there. And, and my wife wife joined in by the way so five rings five rings it's Impre impressive i make a lot of money i don't know i was this radio station right here yeah five engagement rings <laughs> that's yeah Sick. you're going deep dude that's deep <laughs> you're like wow uh twin amphitheater saturday july 8th the get rolling tour with nickelback chad uh it was so awesome dude i i back at you really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation it was probably one of the best conversations i've had with anybody in the business in a very long time so thank you very much thank you i mean this has been wonderful Cincinnati has a lot to live up to. <laughs> Good luck with that, by the way. And Brad's behind me, beside me going, fuck the crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to let you go. Hey, Chad, thanks, man. Best of luck with the new album. Best of luck with the tour. And we'll see you at the Toy Amphitheater July 8th, all right? Thanks, guys. All right, Thank man. you so much. We'll see you. Bye -bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcast at BS.com. Now, get out of here.